All right, welcome back to Locked On Syracuse on this Wednesday afternoon. Tim Leonard and Tyler Aki, as always, the show is brought to you by Built Bar. You go to BuiltBar.com. For $10 off your first box today, just use the promo code Locked On. You can also find us on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. We put out our hashtag Twitter Tuesday Game of the Week. I forget how I was hashtagging it, but we put out a fun one yesterday, Tyler. Syracuse basketball related. It's a lineup $15 of the past five seasons. And, you know, you have to really think about that one. Looking back through, it, was, it makes it a little tougher when you have a, a shorter window. You've seen the all-time ones, but I thought it was right. interesting doing the past five years. Definitely. I, I think that's a good one. I I really like that. I mean, the $15 lineup thing is so addicting, isn't it? It's, yeah. I mean, I've even seen these like blog post it may have been on barstool or something like that where it's like i swear i can stop picking 15 dollar lineups and they're just mashing them and, and like they're just they're an obsession all right everyone loves the 15 dollar lineup so go to twitter at lo underscore syracuse to check that one out fun way to kill some time during this quarantine it really makes you think there's a lot of different ways you can go with during those 15 dollar lineups. but we are kind of burying the lead here which is again football recruiting they picked up another recruit and a guy who has a really tremendous offer sheet, Landon Morris, who's an outside wide receiver in high school in Illinois, who was going to play tight end for Syracuse. He, we thought he was announcing on May 26. He pushed up his announcement, had his top three out already. That was UCF, Iowa State, and Syracuse. And he announced at 4 o'clock yesterday on my time zone, Eastern time, 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock his time zone, Central time, that he is coming to Syracuse. Also had an offer from Michigan this is a 6'5 guy who is just 210 pounds, has to add some weight for sure, but really has a lot of potential at the tight end position. Love this pickup for Syracuse because when you look at Syracuse recruiting, all right, yeah, the defensive players are nice, but what really gets you going are these offensive guys because we've seen the potency of what can happen when you've got things clicking on all cylinders under Dino Babers. So when you see some of these playmakers, especially a guy like Landon Morris, because think of how important the tight end position has been for the Orange. You look at these past couple of years, Aaron Hackett's been good for a couple years now. You have you had Ravion Pierce a couple years ago, who was so vital to that team that ended up going to the Camping World Bowl and winning 10 games. And then you think about Gabe Haran. He looked like he was on a, a nice little trajectory yeah. before he became medically disqualified. So there were a lot of things to like out of the tight end position, and we're really starting to see it come to fruition now. Landon Morris seems like he's next because he is that pass-catching tight end. That's the guy that Syracuse wants him to be. They don't want him to be some guy who's going to come down and set the edge on the offensive side, on the outside blocking. No, they want him to, to go and, and be that pass catching, that tight end that you see in the NFL these days who gets you a lot of fantasy points. That's the guy yeah. that they want him to be, and he looks like he can be that, especially because his pedigree from high school is as a wide receiver. Yeah, and he's from a good, I know you would know more yeah, than Yeah, Nazareth me. High School. I remember cracking open the the paper Saturday mornings sometimes Sunday mornings because a lot of those schools will play their games on Saturdays in the conference that he plays in but he uh he that Nazareth school is really good in fact yeah. when you watch his tape all right you might notice pretty much every ball he catches is right on the money you know why that is his quarterback JJ McCarthy is the number 15 player in the country five-star quarterback going to Michigan so 
And I even saw JJ's Twitter. He seemed really stoked that Syracuse picked up a guy like Landon Morris. Basically said, like, they got a beast. And yeah. that's kind of what you're going to see. Landon Morris, he, he makes the plays, all right? He he did it a lot. He just moves like a tight end, too. Doesn't Like, watching a tight end, you can tell they've got a little feel to them, especially these tight ends that you see these days. He may have been split out as a wide receiver, but he moves like a tight end. You can just see it when you watch him. Yeah, it'd be pretty awesome if Syracuse could get that quarterback to flip now, if, if he's all excited about him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe keep keep playing with him. And Although, Tommy DeVito is a good quarterback, too. So on one hand, when you look at his highlight tape, you could think, oh, like, you know, let's factor in that he has a really good quarterback throwing him the football. But he's going to have throws on right. the money, you'd think, in college yeah. as well. No, so, absolutely. I mean, I think, don't think about it from this perspective, too. Most of these guys, their quarterbacks are not going to college to play football. And if they are, right. it's probably like a D3 school. All right. Not all of them have the luxury of having a D1 quarterback. Now, Landon Morris does. And guess what? He's taken advantage of that opportunity. But guess what? Every player in high school that goes to play D1 is going to have a D1 quarterback. It sounds stupid. It sounds s- simple. But that's just the truth of it. And so he's kind of gotten a head start on that. Granted, I mean, not everyone has a five-star quarterback, but right. Tommy DeVito was a very highly touted recruit. So it's yep. not quite the same playing field, but it's it's definitely a, an elite-level quarterback that he's used to dealing with. So Morris is a three-star guy, but the offer sheet is, I think, probably the best offer sheet we've seen from any of these 2021 commits. And I don't yes, mean that. No doubt. I think... You know, we like the 2021 guy so far, but this is commit number eight in the class, and this is the best one. He's the first tight end, second pass catcher, Kendall Long being the other one, who they also got recently. And again, it follows the same theme that they've been trying to get. Kendall Long was 6'3", had a lot of height to him, could be a goal line target, throw a fade route to him. Well, Morris is 6'5", and he will have to add weight. I will say, though, you, you brought up how he's a pass catcher earlier. I do think... Being 6'5", well, maybe his best asset isn't blocking. I, I agree with you. Like He's an outside wide receiver that they're transitioning to tight end. So hopefully he can be one of those pass catchers in this offense and honestly maybe get a little bit more production receptions-wise out, out of the tight end position because while they have had some good players in Pierce and Hackett, I think at times they've underutilized, most notably Pierce, I'd say, in terms of the amount of volume he got in terms of passes. But well, remember, I he also was also injured say, for a little bit, so the numbers yeah. aren't quite as gaudy for him. Right. I will say, though, I think you still have to keep in mind that being 6'5 is huge for blocking purposes yeah, it's, as well. it's an asset. And, yeah, and I do think that's something they're trending towards. Like Maximilian Mang, who was the German tight end they got in the 2020 cycle as a late add on signing day, He's 6'7". Stephen Mahar is a similar body type, the tight end out of Rochester last year. And now you've got a pretty good crop of tight ends. You obviously still have Luke Benson for the future. He's only going to be a sophomore, had a pretty good freshman season. But Hackett is leaving after this upcoming year. So a guy like Morris comes in right as Hackett leaves. You've got Mahar coming in this upcoming season. And you like what you're seeing at the tight end position. They're getting a lot of guys who are just built to play. They have almost NFL height already, and they just need to add on some weight, which I feel more confident about. That's an important thing that you bring up there because I, I checked the roster. I believe Syracuse is listed as having five tight ends on the roster for the upcoming season, six if you count Chris Elmore. All but two of those guys are going to be graduating, okay? And 
from Morris's perspective, that's why Syracuse makes a lot of sense because when you look at 24-7, you know how it says it's got this many guys on the roster at the position and this many guys committed? So when you look at the other schools, and again, the numbers are always a little off on there because some guys are changing positions, some guys are, are walk-ons, or, or some guys, maybe they, they switch positions. Who knows? So Boston College currently has eight guys on the roster. Iowa State has 15 tight ends on the roster. Michigan, wow. 12. I mean, th- those two teams sound like the Chicago Bears right now. They've just got so many tight ends <laughs> on the roster. Toledo had 11. UCF, 7. Syracuse just had three, okay? So wow, that kind of shows you the need at the tight end position moving forward, especially on offense, in an offense that needs a tight end, especially a pass-catching tight end. So you're getting a guy who's transitioning from being an outside receiver and you're now going to bring him in to play tight end. I will say this, also worth noting off of his tape, is that, so when you're watching his tape, he's playing at, I believe he's playing at the 195 weight there. Because he's on his huddle, he's listed as 195, I want to say. Um, so he's playing at a 15-pound lesser weight. So he's starting to already build a lot of a lot of mass onto him. It seems like he's kind of gearing up towards being that tight end. So he's at 210 right now. Average yeah. Syracuse tight end is about 230, 235. So I, if he's, he's got putting on, yeah, he's got time. And once he gets on that college regimen, I think putting on the extra 20, 25 pounds is going to be no problem for him. Right. I think it was a good job by the coaching staff to sort of see him as a tight end. I know Iowa State saw him more as a wide receiver, and obviously he didn't pick Iowa State. That was what he told Syracuse.com, at least, is that Iowa State saw him as an outside wide receiver. But he doesn't have overwhelming speed. I wouldn't consider him no, slow. and that's part and of what I said, too. He moves like a tight end. Yeah, now, Listen, the tight right. end's never going to be the fastest guy on the field, but he's not the slowest. Yeah, he's clearly not afraid to go over the middle of the field, though, and take a hit. I mean, he, he just kind of looks like a tight end more than a wide receiver. Maybe I yeah. wouldn't have noticed that if you didn't tell me, but now at, when you look at him through a tight end lens, it just makes a whole lot more sense, and I think that's really where he has a lot of potential. So anytime Syracuse gets a guy who had an offer from Michigan, think of like yeah. Mel Fonwu, right. I'm happy. Because yeah, the yeah, the the big thing for me is going to be and again, I know he's being brought in to be a pass catching type, but it doesn't mean he's not going to have to block. And yep. while there are some blocks on his highlight tape, it's different blocking a, a high school cornerback because, again, he's an outside wide receiver than when he's going to have to go and fight in the trenches against some college division one ACC level linebackers and defensive ends. So that's my one kind of. Let's wait and see with him, but overall, good pickup for Syracuse. Yeah, very exciting pickup in Landon Morris. We'll talk a little bit more about football recruiting and Riley Leonard's decision later on, but when we come back, time to dive into basketball recruiting. Frank Anselm went on Pat Lawless's show over the weekend, had some interesting things to say about Syracuse. We'll discuss that next. All right, quick break to talk about Built Bar, which is just continuing to get rave reviews, especially around my house, Ty. We're in quarantine right now, and my dad's been listening to the podcast, my sister. Everyone wants a Built Bar, and my box is running thin because I'm giving these things out just to showcase how good they are. I've had some friends that listen to the pod say, save me a couple of those, but 
We're running out of options here. There's just too much intrigue for the Built Bar. You're running thin. Mine is officially evaporated, okay? Because my Built Bar supply has gone dry. I have to reorder now because I woke up this morning thinking I had two Built Bars left, all right? I go to check my box and there's one left. My dad swiped one, okay, on his way to oh, work today. Man. So I am, I am dry, the well has gone dry, so I need to go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code locked on so I can get $10 off. So I, I have to re-up. I think I'm gonna go with some double chocolate mousses. I'm gonna also get in some peanut butter brownies. There's so many flavors and, and all the fruit flavors, they're so good as well. There's just so many flavors. I, I'm gonna have to do a custom box, I think. I think that's the way I have to roll. Yeah, it tastes like a candy bar and it's somehow good for you with a lot of protein, not a lot of sugar. I mean, this bar, we can't rave about it enough. Go to BuiltBar.com. As Tyler said, promo code LOCKEDON gets you $10 off your first purchase. Again, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. All right, so 2020 center Frank Anselm, who was 2021, reclassified, had a top three of a lot of SEC schools, eliminated that those from his list, announced the top six. And Tyler, we were talking on Thursday night for our podcast on Friday, and literally it was like hours after our pop- podcast was published, he <laughs> removed Kentucky from his top right, six, yeah. who I thought was a big threat given just the power of the name Kentucky but they did add Olivier Czar from Wake Forest and I guess that was enough for Anselm to cut Kentucky from his top six so now he's down to five schools which gives Syracuse a little bit better odds yes no doubt and when you look at these these schools that are remaining all right so Syracuse and the four others Western Kentucky Arkansas San Diego State and Seton Hall the big thing that he kind of stressed on Pat Lawless's show is it's going to be a, a lot of it's going to come down to development and opportunity, which I think are two very key things when you look at evaluating his opportunity and where he's eventually going to pick. Yeah, it kind of scared me a little bit hearing that because he even said something to the effect of, I'm going to look back at former players who have gone through the Syracuse program, he didn't say Syracuse, but look back at former players who have gone through those schools program and how they've developed over time. Well, if you're looking at the power forward center position, as we know, and that's something I really noticed going back and doing that Syracuse Twitter game that we put out on Tuesday of the past five years and the basketball players that have gone through, not a lot of great centers, not a lot of great development at the center position. So right. a little troublesome hearing that and also the opportunity thing, just because they have Sidibe next year and they already have Jesse Edwards and John Bullajac in the pipeline already. But I will say he had some other stuff to say about Syracuse, and he kind of went school by school with Pat Lawless. And what he said about Syracuse, I didn't really know. It kind of caught me off guard. He said, Syracuse has actually recruited me the longest out of all of these schools, which we kind of knew that maybe they were talking to him a little bit, but I didn't know it went back that long. He said Coach Red Autry had been talking to them, talking to him basically every day for pretty much a year now and he said they talk about tv shows movies sports not even necessarily Syracuse and he really liked him as a guy which is good to hear that they've been in his camp for a while he actually said which was really funny is once he announced that initial top three with the SEC schools when he was still kind of viewing it in the 2021 prism and Syracuse wasn't in there coach Red Autry texted him and was like 
whoa, Frank, like, we've got to be in there. Like, what's going on here? And he kind of was like, yeah, you're right, coach. Like, so then he put him in. Obviously, now Syracuse is in the top six, which is now a top five. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't know they were after him for that long. Yeah, that's an interesting little tidbit and story there that, I mean, Red just kind of said, whoa, hey, put us in. And he's like, oh, right. yeah, sure. Okay, You're like, there you go. And yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if that makes me pause and say, okay, is is this a real thing? But then again, that was his top three once upon a time. And all three of those schools have kind of vanished out of the picture. And it's a whole new different slate out there. So the fact that he that Syracuse has been on him the longest, that makes you feel a little bit more comforting, definitely. Yeah, he definitely values how often a school has been on him and how often a school has been, like how hard they've been recruiting him. Because he mentioned San Diego State, who, based on how he talked, now you can really overread this stuff, but when he was on the Pat Lawless show, he mentioned San Diego State, and that got me kind of worried just the way he was talking about San Diego State, because... This is a kid who's grew up in Georgia, moved out to California to play a prolific prep, and he was raving about the weather in San Diego State and just the food and the environment and the West Coast and how much he loves it. So I heard that and I was thinking, man, like he hasn't even gotten the chance to visit Syracuse and he's probably hearing a lot about how negative the weather is up there. Although he did say he really enjoyed the virtual visit that he did with Syracuse. But when he mentioned San Diego State, he said USC and Arizona offered him but he didn't like how much that they had been recruiting him or how hard they had been recruiting him so I would say San Diego State is a little scary to me I'm not too optimistic that he's going to pick Syracuse just based on no insight and just kind of picking apart his answers here because that's all we have during this quarantine time but Western Kentucky Seton Hall Arkansas the other schools he mentioned you know as expected he had positive things to say about all of them and he said a decision is coming kind of soon but the development thing is a little alarming when you think about it from his mindset if you're looking to get to the NBA you know if we take off the orange glasses at the center position Syracuse hasn't had a great pedigree lately that's just the facts so I know when we were planning this all right I and even I mean this is what we've been going now for about 15 minutes 15 minutes ago I was I was with you I was like hmm that doesn't bode well for Syracuse but over the duration of us recording this podcast, I've started to change my mind a little bit because, <laughs> right. sure, Syracuse hasn't done a great job at developing bigs, but when you look at the other four, they might be number one. I mean, Western Kentucky, they had the whole Mitchell Robinson situation, so he didn't really play there. Then on top of that, you look at a place like San Diego State, I mean, their proficiency has really been in the guard market, or rather the forward, yeah. the small forward, the three market. When you look Kawhi. at a guy like Kawhi Leonard, Zylan Cheatham, uh, Jalen McDaniels is a, is a power forward who's got the same dimensions as as uh, uh, Frank Anselm. But, I mean, that's not a big-time name in the NBA. Then you look uh-huh. at a place like Seton Hall. They've put six guys in the NBA since the turn of the century. Arkansas... They've got a new coach. So, yeah, they have probably have the best track record of bigs in the NBA in the last five years when you look at a guy like Bobby Portis and Daniel yeah. Gafford, who I believe was leading the all-rookies in blocks last time I checked before the season ended. But outside of that, I mean, 
it's not an impressive group in terms of development to get to the NBA level amongst this crop. In fact, I mean, Syracuse, they have Tyler Lydon, and that's about it. But, I mean, he's the only first-round pick amongst the, the coaching staffs right. here. So yeah. I, I, when you look at all that uh, of power forward center types, I mean, Lydon's the only first-round pick when, when you really go through it. So that's why... I've started to kind of sway my decision and my my take in terms of the whole development aspect of this thing. Maybe the opportunity thing is what's concerning me even more, though, because just look yeah, at his track and that's record so here, fair. Mm-hmm. where he went from LSU was getting a lot of crystal ball love for him. LSU was inside his top three, and then LSU adds a center in his class, or actually I think it was his former class, but after that, he immediately said, I'm reopening my recruitment, basically hours after. So, you know, you can put one and two together there, that that played a factor. Then Olivier Czar, which we talked about how he's probably not someone that's going to make an impact right away at a program like Kentucky or Syracuse, so maybe that wouldn't have that much of a factor. Well, clearly, I mean, he only dropped one school, and it happened right on the heels of Olivier Czar. So I think we can, again, connect the dots there that he cares a lot about opportunity. It's, it's kind of interesting hearing him talk about his timetable for his decision because he said he just woke up one morning and spontaneously was like, you know what, I'm going to, this is my top six and I'm going to go with it. Like he just, it felt right for him that morning. He didn't even tell anyone. He just put it on his Twitter. So yeah. he said, it's probably going to come before next weekend, but Heck, he could have announced, well, we're recording this podcast. We don't really know just based on how he was saying the decision. But Syracuse has been recruiting him hard, and I feel like they they have a chance here, maybe a better chance than I thought initially. Yeah, I'm with you too. I mean, we we saw some things earlier in this whole process where it kind of poo-pooed the Syracuse chances, but I've started to come around, and I think they might have a solid chance at him now. Um but I'm not fully bought in because, yes, okay, development, maybe. I'm not going to say advantage Syracuse, but the the best of the, the crop, in a sense, I, I would say, yeah. when you look at everything. And on top of that, though, the I mean, the opportunity thing, I think, is going to be the real hurdle here. Because, again, a lot of these programs, I mean, Syracuse has an absolute logjam right now. <laughs> and it's not just a, a short-term thing where oh, yeah, I mean, this guy is going to graduate. No, it's a long-term logjam. So yeah. it, it gonna, it's going to take some time to clear up uh, that, that center position. Well, we'll keep monitoring it. Like you said, it's not like they're going against Texas or someone like that in terms of center development in this process. So maybe they can bring in the 2020 center, Frank Anselm. As for quarterback in 2021, Riley Leonard, great last name. We've talked about him a little bit on this podcast. we got a couple things to update on his recruiting process. We'll get to that next. All right, another recruiting heavy show here on Locked on Syracuse. We're going to wrap up things with some quarterback talk. 2021 Riley Leonard, who I'm really hoping he comes to Syracuse just because of the last namesake, of course. Are you buying a jersey if he comes? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have to, right? I I can't. I can't miss that opportunity. I just started to think. I think there's one loophole in that in... I think if you try to customize a jersey of a player who is on the roster, it won't let you do that. Really? I'm starting to, yeah, 
I, I think I, I remember doing that because I remember my mom's a huge Jonathan Taylor fan and my grandpa's a huge Jonathan Taylor fan. And I was looking like, okay, can I do a 23 Wisconsin Taylor jersey? And I don't think it let me do that. It was like an, it said invalid. So I huh. hate I hate to kind of rain on your parade that you might not be able to do it. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's an Under Armour thing. Maybe Nike's different. Who knows? Yeah. Well, maybe like this name, image, and likeness stuff can get cleared Yeah, that could certainly so. change it all too. Yeah. Right, I can put some money in Riley Leonard's pocket too once he <laughs> maybe comes to Syracuse. I don't know. I think that's a little too Support soon the for it to be all right, all cleared up. But as we are advocates for, I think most are pay the players. That's that's our stance on that. But anyway, some news to update on Riley Leonard's recruitment. First off, he did get an offer from Nebraska, which, as expected, I mean, he's got a twenty four seven sports page now. He still doesn't have a rating. That's big. But yep. again, it's. It's I think one of he's those playing recruits. basketball in his 24-7 picture. Yeah, too. I mean, <laughs> they need to really... He deserves more than this. This is a kid who I'd be very excited if he came to Syracuse. And I think we all agree from watching his tape that he should be... At least give give me a rating. Give me something on him. But it's early in this process. So we're now seeing some better offers come in. And we saw that Duke offer initially, which the quarterback whispered, Cutcliffe is going to lead to some better offers. Nebraska did offer him, but it's worth noting Nebraska also got a commitment from a quarterback in his class since that was announced. So there's that. And then Vanderbilt also offered him. And I think Vanderbilt is kind of scary, given that he's from Alabama, and that's an SEC school that he could probably have a decent opportunity to play for, good academics. He could get to play in his home state a couple times each year. There's a lot of appeal there, but he has been showing a lot of love for Syracuse throughout this process. So I'm still cautiously optimistic in our boy Riley Leonard. No doubt. And I think that, well, <laughs> advantage Syracuse in the fact that the, that these visits are being done all virtually, too. Because if he had, to, like, yeah, okay, you can go and see Vanderbilt on Zoom or whatever, but... Yeah, seeing Vanderbilt in person, I think, would be a real game changer because that. <laughs> I, I mean, going to Nashville and all that. I mean, you hear about Nashville as the new young people's city, right? And yep. that campus, from everything I've, I haven't been there, but everyone that I have heard that has been there just raves endlessly about it. And they're all neutral parties too. They're not Vandy people. There are people that just kind of passing through, like, oh, let's go check out Vanderbilt. That place seems unbelievable i mean even if i see it on like a snap story too but i mean it just looks immaculate so i don't know maybe maybe the zoom will sell it i i guess I, yeah. i'm being sold on snapchat they're they're being sold on i'm being he can be sold on zoom so no but it seems like syracuse has been on him from the get-go and i think that's important when you look at it and he's expecting to make a decision i mean he could make this decision tomorrow he could make this decision in a couple hours but it seems like it, it the decision is coming soon with him he said about five days ago that he expected a decision this week so between now and friday i would expect something to come out with him so i guess it's just the waiting game now because i feel like his offer sheet kind of set at this point especially with the decision i mean could be 24 hours away right i mean his offer sheet's set for now he could commit somewhere and still get some more offers and it's it's a guy too who if the season comes and he plays really well. I mean, who knows? Maybe some of the in-state schools really like him and want to bring him on. 
I mean, that, yeah. that could be a total. I mean, he just got a 24-7 page. So right. he's starting to pick <laughs> up steam. And you're also starting to see that he's more than just a basketball player, too, because, I mean, he had some pretty solid basketball offers at the D1 level. But now the, the football offers are starting to become superior to that. And yeah. that's that's it's kind of weird. He's getting really good basketball offers or I guess football offers from basketball schools. Like That's he's got true. Duke, Duke, he's got Syracuse. Yeah. I mean, Nebraska's got Fred Hoiberg, so it's like, yeah, it, it's <laughs> a nice right. little mix there. Yeah, we got to get his 24-7 sports page. I mean, give me a rating and a, a football photo up there. I don't know what yeah. what they're doing. They're slacking a little bit. But again, to your point, that, that proves how early we are in this process. But it does seem like Riley Leonard's making a decision soon. Frank Anselm's making a decision soon, and... Once they happen, we're going to talk about it. We don't really know what's going to happen on tomorrow's podcast because I feel like some more recruiting news is bound to happen between the time we're recording this and the time we have to sit down and record for tomorrow. But be sure to keep an eye out for that as we are every single weekday on Locked on Syracuse. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. You can check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. Go and find our Twitter game that we release every single Tuesday. Feel free to vote in that, and we'll probably discuss the results later on in the week. But for now, he's Tyler. I'm Tim. Go check out Locked on ACC after you're listening to this one, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.